Hello everyone, here is Daniel Budai with a new episode of the Ecom Show and today I'm here with uh, Hector uh, Loyola and uh, he has the brand uh, Cactus. It's a very interesting brand because they use recycled materials and they uh, create products from these materials. They uh, sell those on their uh, website and uh, he also built a team of 10 people and they focus on the B2B market. So very interesting topic. I think it's not typical e-commerce and uh, we will discuss all of this today. So how are you, Hector? Hey, Daniel. Great. I'm great. You know, a little tired because of the end of the year, but uh, with a uh, full of energy as well. So thank yeah. you very much for, for the invitation and I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So let's start with your... Uh, with your personal story before we talk about the business. So please tell the audience more about your past and uh, if this is your first venture, your first business, or you are a serial entrepreneur, also what was your motivation to start this one? So what's your past uh, before this business? Well, I actually, I finished university, my career. I'm a biotechnology engineer. And to be honest, I, I always thought that I would be like a lab uh, guy, uh, always there doing experiments and all that. But after actually after finishing uh, university, I realized that that wasn't really the case. Uh, it wasn't what I wanted to do. And with my, well, with my best friends from university, we had kind of the same feeling about it. So... I, I think maybe five or six months after finishing university, we decided to start uh, something, uh, not knowing what. Me personally, I didn't know at all what to expect uh, or I didn't have any experience. So at the beginning, it was kind of a random thing, let's say. <laughs> something mm -hmm. just, just trying to see if someone something came out and... After a while, we we decided to do something about plastics because, well, as we all know, it's uh, one of the biggest challenges we face today. And with time uh, and without without much experience, we started learning everything. From my part, I I started to, without having studied it before, I started to learn about marketing and social media and ads and all that, which is uh, what uh, that is what I do today, mainly in Cactus. So it's been, a, I don't know if I, I would say a typical journey, entrepreneurial journey. Uh, I don't think so <laughs> because uh, mm -hmm. we, it's, it's kind of a, a lucky thing that we are still alive because uh, as I told you, I, we didn't have any experience. We didn't really know what we were doing. Uh, I didn't at least. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's it. it it's been a, a very interesting journey of uh, as you know, uh, with a, when you're an entrepreneur, you learn like crazy all day. <laughs> and you're yeah. always uh, teaching yourself new things. So it's a, just, it's been a super interesting journey, and and uh, luckily it's been it's been okay. Uh, now the company is uh, it's not a big company, but it stands by itself, which is one of the I would say one of the hardest uh, steps to take. So yeah, very happy with that. It's, uh, that's kind of the the frame where we're in. 
So. Yeah. When did you finish the university? That was back in 2016. 2016. We finished in the same year, actually. I also really? finished in 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're the same age, I, I, I think. <laughs> I'm, I'm 31. I just turned to 31. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Last <Okay>. September. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so are you the only founder of the company or do you have co-founders? Yeah, we're three. We're these uh, three friends from university. We mm -hmm. studied together. Actually, we we were classmates since day one, and we did everything together, like every work at university. And and so mm -hmm. after finishing university, it was very natural to do something together because we already knew how each each other worked and our unique styles and. What we we could bring to the to a potential company, so yeah, yeah it's it, it, and it's still the three of us. It's, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> that's uh, that's funny. Yeah, that's great. And uh, so you are in Chile, right? In uh, in the capital, right? And uh, each each of you you are there, right? In Chile, yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah. And do you sell the products on the local market or is it an international thing? Well, it's becoming international. It's becoming international. Uh, well, of course, still we're uh, selling mainly to the Chilean market, but word, word is spreading out. So we're starting mm. to sell not directly uh, to foreign markets, but I would say kind of indirect. And, Indirectly, for example, maybe there's a Chilean company that has some contacts with uh, international companies, and so many of our products have uh, finished in uh, like anywhere in the world. So we we have actually exported to to Europe, to the USA, mm -hmm. and to the rest of Latin America. So actually, we're not like actively selling to other markets uh, in in. Uh, in practice, it's it's kind of happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what kind of products do you sell, actually? Well, that's uh, that's very interesting because we're doing something like a particular thing now, which is uh, mainly branded products, like products for companies, uh, mm -hmm. like uh, trophies, and we have our own products like uh, pots, plant pots, and phone holders, and well. As we because we use 3D printing for all of our products, um, the, the the possibilities are endless, at least in theory. So there are many many things that we can do and that we have done that are unique and like unique designs and it's very custom made for every for every customer. So yeah, there are some products that we sell a lot like. These I told you, like like the trophies, or maybe the, the the plant pots with the with the brand, and um, but there are unique projects as well. For example, now we're organizing uh, like a very very big trophy for a football cup that is happening between uh, Chile and Argentina. It's a uh, playing here, and we're the best time after yeah. the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, it's the first one. And so this will be like um, made a hundred percent from recycled material, and it will be like a huge cup with a crazy design. Um, or, for example, we had a, mm -hmm. a, a very interesting project with a with a teleton, 
which is um it's not a company it's how you how you say it's um well it's kind of a web of uh hospitals to help uh, mm-hmm. to help children mainly who have, who have uh, problem health problems and we created like a, a a very interesting object that helped these kind of these children to to grab better maybe forks or pens or things like that because they have mo- like a mo- motor problems with their mm-hmm. hands so that was a very interesting one so as you can see the the possibilities here are almost endless and we are always working on different kind of things uh, other than the typical like uh, the typical products we we sell all the time so it's uh it's getting yeah. very interesting yeah yeah that's really interesting so you manufacture the products right and basically if a company wants something custom you can do it you can make it with the 3d printers yeah yeah i have a, like, like a very strong design team so they are the yeah. they are the geniuses <laughs> yeah yeah so few questions like how do you get the material for uh because it's re- recycled plastic mainly yeah it's it's all a recycled plastic when we started well maybe three years ago we we spent a lot of time trying to develop this material like by ourselves Uh, but it's a very very hard process it's it's very difficult actually Mm -hmm. so starting from a waste stream from waste plastic then you have to grind it you have to clean it and pelletize it and then transform it to filament. We did that. We raised money to do that. Not not that much. It was very still like a pilot small lab thing. Uh, but we did it and we worked like that for maybe a year and that was like super circular everything. We used Chilean plastic and we did it ourselves and the products and all that. But after after a little while, not so much, uh, the demand was just too big to continue doing that. So we just we had to choose what to do if you, because you can you cannot do any everything. So we mm-hmm. had to choose between design and sell products or or, or the material side of the uh, of mm-hmm. things. And we decided to continue with the design and and. And, and manufacturing of products and to externalize the the filament part, the material part. And we are now doing that in Europe because actually in Europe it's the only place where we can have a like a reliable source of material. That's something that sadly in Latin America is still not uh, available. It will someday when like the technology gets cheaper and all that. But for now, the, the material itself, the recycled material, comes everything comes from from Europe, and then okay. but but all, everything else, it's done here locally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess you have to pay for this material, right? And then yeah. uh, you can uh, manufacture the products, and you just fill the 3D printers with this material, and then you can design whatever you want, and you can make the product with the printer. Yeah, exactly. That's the, 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 the good thing. And that's what's very different from any other manufacturing process because uh, you only need one resource, which is the filament, 
-hmm. and you store it indefinitely. And only with that you can do any other thing. So that's that's kind of a revolutionary. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. I know I know 3D printers, however, they are relatively slow, right? How, how much time it takes to build a product, to make a product? Yeah, they are. If you consider each 3D printer, yeah, each one of those, it, it's quite uh, uh, slow. For example, one of the, the, the plant pots that we have, it takes three to four hours each mm -hmm. to make. But the good thing is that uh, if, even if each printer is pretty slow by itself. When you have like a web of 3D printers, uh, that's when it gets much more interesting. And it's actually one of the main um, innovations that we have. We created a, a system that are like a web of 3D printers, not only our, our 3D printers, but many other makers. Makers are how people who use the 3D printers are, are called. Mm -hmm. So we can kind of um, adapt the the manufacturing capacity that we have uh, depending on the demand. So that's very interesting. There are moments where, for example, the end of the year, like how it is now, of course, demand peaks. And uh, what we do is we actually call every maker that we know and, they, and we send them the material, we send them the files, and they start producing like that. And then when demand drops, uh, we can adjust that manufacturing capacity easily. So actually, mm -hmm. in that way, when, for example, when there are maybe one or 200 available 3D printers uh, at all times, it kind of uh, gets to a point where it's similar to a, to a, a, a traditional manufacturing process. Yeah, so that's uh, that's kind of the innovation. One of the main innovations that we're we're leading so, here. So basically, you created a I don't know what's the name for it, but like you know, you you network with different businesses who have three D printers, and then you just make sure that no three D printer standing without doing the work, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's the that's the goal. Yeah, that's, that's the goal. Great. You yeah, optimize and, the workload. Basically. Yeah, and it's and it's working quite well. And and you you need like not even a fraction of the investment that you need for a compared to any other manufacturing mm -hmm. like a process. It's a, it's, just, yeah. it's just you turn it on, turn it off, and it's cheap. Nothing nothing happens if you turn it off. You don't waste like a like a whole bunch of investment. So it has yeah. many advantages. And uh, to be honest, I, I think uh, it will be one of the main, one of the important ways of doing things in the future. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm sure in that, yeah. Um, so you manufacture these products uh, when they request it, a company requests it, or you try to make a stock of the most popular products? Like what's, what's your approach now? Oh, that's a that's a great question because there's a uh, there's a vision thing there because uh, the idea, as you know, one of the main or one big cause of pollution and, and emissions it's uh, is stock is having a stock because of logistics and because you need warehouses and you need a lot of things only to maintain a stock 
um, and that's a, that's a big problem. So what we're trying to do, actually, you you said it absolutely right. It's uh, having no stock whenever it's possible, and uh, mm -hmm. so of course there are standard products that they are requested a lot, and the idea is to have them available as soon as possible. So maybe have kind of a little stock there, but every other product, the idea is to make them on the moment. Uh, so that that has the advantage that you don't need to use space. Like that's a big investment to have space, actually in a, in a big city, as you know. And uh, yeah. and you, uh, you don't have waste for things that maybe you manufactured and won't ever be sold, which is something that happens a lot. For example, with retailers and all those kind of stores that maybe they produced a thousand of something, but if they sold half of it, the other half is immediately transformed into waste. So that's yeah. something that uh, uh, we are trying to, we are trying not to do <laughs> as hard yeah. as possible. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, but so, we're trying to solve it. We're we're there trying to understand how is the most uh, what's the most uh, efficient way of doing that. Yeah. So we talked a lot about the manufacturing process, but primarily this is a marketing podcast. So <laughs> how do you sell this price? How do you get clients or or customers? I could see that you work with IKEA and Google as well. So how do you attract these big names? Well. Well, that's my my topic. So <laughs> I hope everyone's still here. Just uh, get it will get interesting. Well, actually, it's uh, well the heart of the business is the, the 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 our site, of course. And to be honest, well, I've tried mm, many things for ads and SEO and um, different strategies, even influencers. And but to be to be really honest, what has worked best for me has been uh, Google Ads by far, mm -hmm. like by, by far, uh, because we're talking about a, a B2B business here. And uh, so maybe Facebook and Instagram, well, it's kind of work, could work. Uh, the, I've done some of these uh, uh, lead generation uh, campaigns and all that. But uh, in the end, Google Ads has been like the, 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 the real tool. And yeah. uh, Actually, we haven't. We don't spend much money on that. And um, actually, it's it's pretty incredible that I haven't spent a dollar since like uh, for three months, because uh, what I spent uh, until August or September, something like that, <laughs> generated enough customers for all the rest of the year. So, oh, wow. yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. Well, I have my theories. I don't know how can that happen. I have my theories. Maybe it's a very, uh, it, maybe it's the right moment to sell these kind of products, like more sustainable and uh, because companies are looking like everywhere where, how can they be more sustainable and companies that help mm -hmm. them to achieve that. And, and the other thing well, I'm not really sure about this, and I don't know if it's uh, politically correct, but <laughs> I, I would say that uh, in these countries where, like it's South America, or maybe, I don't know so how it's reality in some other parts of the world, but it's very common that people don't really know how to use these tools. And for example, 
Google Ads is a very complex tool. Uh, it, it can seem very simple if you like in your first approach because they like take mm -hmm. you like in this easy journey. Yeah. But as you know, it's very very deep. And the last two years, I did the work to study it like very in very profoundly. So I think that really made a difference because I can see how the competition works uh, and they are not doing it right at all. So, so it's been kind of a clear field. Uh, yeah. So that's one of, one of the... I don't think, in, for example, in the US would be the case because uh, there are like super professionals and many agencies and you can see that, for example, from the cost per click, which is normally it's huge for those keywords that are more... Yeah search for but here's not the case actually and, and i i could bring all these clients very very cheaply also mm. um so well that's the main thing and of course uh, i try to write blogs and all that but to be brutally honest google ads has been the the the, the main difference yeah yeah and uh, what happened after august so you filled up the free spots let's say for customers until august and now you just delivered in the past few months and or you still uh, run ads or or something or what's well, happening on the uh, sales and marketing side yeah well the, the account is there uh, i don't see the the sales part but uh what's what the sales team has been telling me that have what happened was that uh after i i, I maybe for five months i spent uh maybe a thousand dollars per month mm -hmm. in google ads maybe mm -hmm. a little less and that generated yeah something like that maybe a thousand leads maybe mm -hmm. a little more and uh well uh, at the beginning not, not everyone buys immediately as you know so yeah. there were many many conversations during those months and suddenly at the maybe in october Many of those clients or potential clients that we met maybe four or five months ago started coming back. So because uh, they needed to buy things for the end of the year and all that. So suddenly, actually, we had a very big operational problem <laughs> mm -hmm. because suddenly everyone came and everyone wanted things and we weren't really operationally ready. So it, yeah. was, a, it was a mess. So since then, I, I just I just couldn't keep the ads running because uh, we we were overflowed, it was uh, saturated. So and yeah. it's still the case. So I think I will turn the ads on again next year for for sure. So it's been it's been crazy. It's been crazy. <laughs> Maybe you can already close new clients, customers for uh, for the future. You can tell them that. See you in March, or I don't know. Like that. <laughs> that I would, I would be, I would be happy. Yeah. Because, well, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. You. I, I think you have more experience. Maybe you have a, a theory of what happened here. It's, uh, I think I, your I uh, product is really needed by the market, and uh, maybe the big corporations they really want uh, what you said. I, I think it's a real thing, sustainability for them, and uh, I had guests in the podcast who sell uh, products to consumers you know like uh, b2c but um, 
they realized that corporate gifting is actually a big market as well. And many times if a big corporation wants to buy something, even gifts, they buy hundreds of them or many of them. So it's a re really good market. It's underserved. Mm -hmm. And I think they also look for sustainable products. It's, a, it's an uh, advantage because uh, it also helps their image, right? Now yeah. it's very important. So, yeah, I, I think you are right. And uh, I would try to run ads and run the marketing, even if you cannot fulfill it now. And just tell them that uh, see you in a few months. Like yeah. I maybe I would even promote it. Like we are we are uh, full until next February or next March or whatever. And because this really builds up the value in their eyes, you know, you mm. will be seen like a very valuable company that everyone wants to work with. So yeah, you're right. I would, I would do that. We do the same with our agency. Like we send a newsletter to our list and we tell them this month we cannot work with more companies next month if you want. But you can already talk to us if you want. So you mm. can save the spot. I think that's a good approach. Actually. That's a very good idea, actually. Yeah. And uh, just, <laughs> because this is the first know, time. Uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Just one thing to, you know, consider. You always want to set expectation well because... Um, so it's it's okay to be filled up to be full actually it's a good thing they know that you are a very good company everyone want, everyone wants your product but uh, one thing you don't want to do is misleading them then that uh, oh yeah I can do it next month and then you cannot do it so yeah I think expectation mm -hmm. management is the most important especially in B2B because it's all about relationships so. yeah that's uh, well yeah, that's a that's a, to a topic by itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's been a, a to be honest, it's been kind of a, a problem the la last months. But, uh, uh -huh. Yeah, it's it's hard. Things happen, and when yeah. you're under pressure and you're like in your limit, it's mm -hmm. uh, very likely, as you know, that things happen, and yeah. you'll have problems in with your operations uh, and all that. But yeah. Well, I think it's uh, uh, you have to do it responsibly and uh, try to be careful. But I think you can make mistakes and all that. It's part of the of the, of the, the learning curve. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's a hard balance. So that's why actually uh, many times I ask the ask the the sales team if I could just turn on ads to see what's going on. I thought, no, please don't. <laughs> Just, yeah. just don't do it yet. Um, and what what the, does your sales team do? Like, what's their, how they do the sales part? Uh, well, that's a, a very interesting system as well because uh, we're, we're using Monday, Monday.com mm -hmm. for the the forms. So actually, what happens is is that uh, well, the other thing is that people keep coming back, keep coming. Because uh, the now CEO SEO sorry SEO is kicking in, so uh -huh. there are many people that are actually reaching us because uh, organic searches and uh, yeah. So it's uh, maybe there are no ads, but it's working as well. So actually, people search for something that we have. Luckily, uh, we are 
we have a good position in in for example sustainable b2b products or su mm -hmm. sustainable products for companies on those kind of terms that are uh, are always like more and more searched for and um, they are they land in in our site which is i would say it's a, it's a nice it's a nice one it's a, uh, i made it on, on shopify uh, it has good design good good pictures and they have the form there so we ask them if they what they want how many if they have a design uh, on mind uh, when do they need it and all that so monday.com what does is uh, well as you know you can actually do anything with monday yeah uh, so we have a we have a, a a quote a quotation that is sent automatically after that form so that yeah eases a lot the the yeah. process that's uh, that that has worked really really well it's uh, mm -hmm. so for the sales team it's uh it's a much uh, to to get out of the individual quotation thing uh, to send quotes has been a very very efficient way of like working better and yeah. after that uh, well then then comes like the design process uh, the confirmation and all that so well actually actually it's, it's kind of a design service uh, most of the yeah uh, the process uh, yeah because uh, as, as as in graphic design so you have uh, your sketches uh, and they approve it or they change things and so instead of just sending i don't know pictures and all of things things like that we we send uh, physical products but it's kind of a design service to, to be honest yeah so yeah yeah roughly that's how that's how it works yeah interesting have you ever thought about uh, crowdfunding or kickstarter indiegogo maybe have you tried it before uh well yeah we have we have uh, we have thought of maybe every possibility. We're trying now to raise capital, like a private capital from VCs or things like that. But as you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's hard to learn <laughs> at the beginning. I, I, I didn't know that it, that to raise capital is something like it's very complex, and you have to. Yeah. It takes a lot of time. So we're actually on that. Uh, Julian, who's the CEO, he's uh, almost full time working on. On that so well actually we haven't raised almost no money uh, we just have raised 50 yeah 50,000 in mm -hmm. five years so we're now we're trying to raise the the seed the the seed uh, uh, round so that would yeah. be between between 300 and and 500k uh, yeah that's the yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's the plan for this year uh, for next year 2023 because uh, we really believe that this system this uh, this innovation with uh, uh, with more money it could really 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 grow so it's yeah. growing it's growing and it's making money without any investment so we're pretty confident that with the right amount of money and with the right help it could be yeah it could be something something yeah could, just need more oil on the fire right absolutely you could see us soon even in in budapest <laughs> <laughs> who knows yeah yeah because it's a it's a this as you know this thing is uh 
is uh, global. Like uh, this need, of course, of sustainability and to do things in a different way and to reduce carbon footprints and emissions. And well, it's uh, Chile is not uh, an exception in that. It's just uh, yeah. showing yeah. us a global pattern. So yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, we're confident that it will be a very interesting thing from here to maybe the next five years. It should uh, it should uh, grow a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it should. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> yeah, I think those are great final words. And thanks for uh, sharing your story today, Hector. And uh, thanks everyone who watched the live stream now, or uh, those who will listen to the podcast in the next few weeks and months. And uh, if anyone wants to find your business, your website, where they should go, what's the domain? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, cactus.cl, which is the Chilean uh, yeah, .com. And it's cactus with a Q. So that's, mm -hmm. uh, that's very common to, to <laughs> misspell the, the Q from a K. It's the wrong one. Uh, so <laughs> it's cactus.cl. And you can find us, of course, on Instagram as a cactus.chile, which uh, will become cactus global soon enough. Mm -hmm. uh, those yeah. those two are the main the main uh, uh, ways of reaching us. But of course, we're on LinkedIn and Facebook and YouTube and every other platform. Mm -hmm. But the, the good thing is that cactus is just kind of the, the the only cactus there is in the world, so it's pretty easy to find. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and uh, and actually, you, and you can look for me. You can reach me personally at Hector dot cactus cl. Yeah, we, we will put these links into the description so everyone can find these. And uh, also, I will put another link into the description, which is a free downloadable 50-point email marketing checklist. And everyone can download this and you can use it for your own business. You can audit your own email marketing. So make sure you check, that, check out these resources and make sure that you listen to our podcast every week we come out with new episodes and I interview e-commerce business owners and marketers. Next year, we will have even more episodes than this year. So thanks again, everyone. Thanks, Hector. And uh, have a great rest of your day. Yeah, thank you, Daniel. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs>